Let's visit Collector's Corner, a weekly feature we started earlier this year to talk to interesting people around the country who have amazing collections of all sorts. And we thought we might run out of collections, but we're in no danger of that so far. Robin Smith is a rugby league fan who has spent the past 60 years amassing memorabilia from that sport. He joins me now. Hi, Robin. Jesse, nice to hear from you. Yeah, really good to talk to you as well. Um, when did you become a league fan? Right. Um, well, I was about 10 years old in a place called Gerald Park, which is in Addington in Christchurch, yeah. and uh, about 1963. And I went down, I saw some boys running around, and they were picking up a team. And uh, there was only one boy left and myself, and I was determined it was going to be me. So I got picked, and then I found out, I only found out later, of course, that the game they were actually playing was rugby league. It could have been union, it could have been soccer, it could have been anything. <laughs> yeah. So you played for a while, eh? I played uh, about 25 seasons. I, I was a hooker. Natural fact in those days, um, some of the readers, uh, the listeners might remember this, uh, rugby league scrums in those days were a confrontation between two battling forward packs. <laughs> and I was the hooker in the middle, and I just loved it. And I found out later on, although it was no good at anything else, I was actually really good at being a hooker. Oh. Now, of course, um, they just throw the ball in the second row, which is which is an absolute disgrace. And then I went and played um, in Addington, and then I came to the north and played um, for a club called Point Chevalier, went overseas yeah. and played in England and then in France and then came back and played for the, the famous Northcote Tigers. Fantastic. What era would that have been? Uh, that's the 70s. So I was a boy of the 60s and played in the 70s, and then I took up, um, I took up refereeing. Hmm. So you love that sport, eh? And that was even before... I mean, it had a real boom in, what, late 80s with the NRL when suddenly it sort of crossed over to mainstream and everyone was watching it in primetime TV in New Zealand. Yes, I was one of those people that used to go up to the old Auckland Leagues Club and we'd watch it because they had a satellite dish. So, of course, we'd watch it on satellite dish and we all got keen on whatever team you liked. I just loved rugby league, so I was just happy to go up there and, of course, um, and buy a few bevies as well. Um, who's your NRL team? Oh, well, there's only one team. <laughs> okay, who's your second NRL team? Oh, right. Well, anyone who the Kiwis played for. So in the old days, it would have been clubs like Manly. Manly, yeah. Guys like Daryl Williams, yeah. uh, famous players like that, and the Tartner boys, and Krillet, you know, those sort of guys. Yeah, Matthew Ridge later on, right? And um, yeah. famously for any Manly. Kiwi. Any Kiwis. Yeah, cool. Kiwis. The same in the UK rugby league, too, in the Super League, exactly the same as that. Oh, yeah, the... Um, the uh, Help me out. Eero Brothers, was it? Yes. Yeah. Um, to, to Kevin Eero and yeah. Tony Eero, two famous um, brothers. Yeah. Um, there's the Philippiners. Oh, Philippiners. Who played in the UK. Some famous orchidists by a guy by the name of Shane Cooper. Mm-hmm. Um, guys like Shane Varley, um, Mark Graham, of course. So some big names out there. Yeah. Okay. Well, what about this collection then? When did you start collecting rugby league stuff? Yes. Yes, that sort of happened pretty soon afterwards. I was very keen. I've always been very keen on promoting the game internationally, and you'll know that a lot of people are quite critical of rugby league and say it's only played in three countries of the world. Well, in actual fact, it's played in about 60 now. And so I was a real promoter of international rugby league, and I just started collecting books and magazines, and I've got posters and jerseys and very old old frame pictures. Remember when Carlwell Park closed down? Yeah. Um, stuff like that. I sort of managed to buy on trade me and 
I don't want to ask where it came from, but anyway, that's another story. <laughs> another memorabilia and all sorts of things like so I've got I've got now got three hundred and fifty banana boxes full. Oh come on, you haven't. Which is insane, of course. That's <laughs> half my garage. <laughs> three hundred and fifty banana boxes. That's yeah, you want to try shifting them. Tell you what, if you need a good workout, I can offer anybody a good workout. Come and move the three hundred and fifty boxes <laughs> from one side of the garage to the other, and that'll be the end of it. Do you have um, treasured items amongst your collection, stuff that you really love? Oh, yes. I, I, one of the most treasured, actually, funny you should ask that question, because one of the most treasured would be in the late 1970s, KFC um, brought out a poster. Now, of course, in those days, rugby league was a bit of a dirty word, mm. and so there was no media. There's nothing like that, nothing like it is now. It's absolutely incredible. But in those days, and they brought out this poster with... Um, a sort of a cartoonish character on a KFC poster, and that has to be one of the, the one of the best. And I also managed to purchase the Auckland Rugby League know this, but I managed to purchase the deeds to Carlaw Park. Now, tell me about that. Well, again, it was one of those. I think what happened when Carlaw Park closed down, I think a few people might have raided the offices and nabbed a few things. So on trade me one day, I saw the stuff and I thought, right, I'll have that. So I went out to a particular dodgy place and paid quite a bit of money to these people and now I've got them I, I do have the deeds I've told I told the Auckland I believe this I told Karen McGregor the, the chairman at the time I said I've got these deeds but there they are so you know just, it's just something of great historical value because I think possibly about 1922 so still 100 years old yeah 100 years old so do you have plans to put these on display? Do you think in a dream scenario would someone come to you and say, hey, Robin, I'd love to start a New Zealand Rugby League Museum. Can you help me to fill it? Right. Well, there's a Rugby League Museum at Penrose, which is absolutely fantastic, although I, I personally think the location's completely the wrong place. Mm-hmm. There's, uh, Peter Leach tried the same thing with a factory, and then he's put all his gear at Mount Smart Stadium, and I think you probably read in the paper that uh, someone even stole some of his stuff. Yeah. And it's a guy called Gary Clark in Christchurch who's also got a collection. So in an ideal world, if I won Lotto, I would probably set up a, a world of sports museum, say, in a place like Rotorua where the tourists go to and, uh, and try and promote some of the good stuff. But the vast majority of the collection is actually books and magazines and in my will, I've written that I'd like them to go to the Alexander Turnbull Library yeah. because that's the repository of all things New Zealand. Has the game changed much over the years? You mentioned the scrums. Oh, gosh, yeah. I think, I'll, I'll be really honest, I'm not being mean to my Australian cousins, but they've changed the game to suit themselves. And yeah. they like hard-packed grounds, almost like concrete-type grounds, yeah. with a game where there's no disputes. There's no because um, in those days when I was a hooker, for example, you could actually strike for the ball, and a number of times that I managed to strike for the ball and rip it back our way, or for example, a, a tight head. Can you imagine that in rugby league? Mm. I mean, rugby union people will be laughing about that yeah. because even a tight head in rugby is pretty hard to get now. But so that, that's the gap. But the game's got super fast, um, maybe a little bit to the de- detriment of uh, short, plump people like me and tall, <laughs> lanky people. I just I haven't seen you, Robin. I just pictured Wally Wally Lewis. Not that you'd ever call Wally Lewis plump, but he wasn't the tallest guy, was he? Yes. Uh, he, people like actually, I should tell you a story about Wally. I saw him um, once at, uh, at at Mount Smart, and he was coming up the stairs, and I rushed over and I said, "Look, do you mind if I shake the hand of a legend?" 
and he was really nice. He said, of course you can, mate. And so took a photograph and it was like just one of those people, you know, but really, really pleasant about it. Wasn't hassled about the fact that, because I know some famous people get a bit put out by the fact that people want to shake their hand. Or yeah, no, that's nice, them. isn't it? He actually, he does come across as a nice guy. There's lots of Australian sports people, I would say, don't come across as particularly nice people. But uh, is, are you worried about the safety of your collection, by the way, being in banana boxes in your shed? Um, honestly, um, yes, I am a little bit. Um, if it burns down, but that's life, I'm afraid. I hate to say it. Um, it would cost far too much to insure it. It's, it's only insured for a very small amount. If it burnt down, well, that's just, you know, that happens to us all, I'm afraid. <laughs> Have you stopped collecting yet? Sorry? Oh, no, no, no. I can't help myself. <laughs> I, I just bought, I, I've got a bit of a problem at the moment. I just bought um, Rugby League Week, the Australian copy, and I bought a, um, I bought a 25 boxes in Australia, which are 25 kilos each, and so far I've only managed to smuggle two of them back to New Zealand because... Um, <laughs> I can't get anybody to deliver them. So if there's some kind person who can get them freighted from Australia to here, um, it'll cost me more for the freight than it costs me for the magazines, but that's the way it is. You've got to get your collection. You've got to get it all signed up. And, and I'm trying to buy uh, Rugby League Week number one, and the best offer I had, he started at 5000 he's down to 2000 but just one copy. <laughs> Robin, I love your attitude. Really pleasure to have you on the show today. Thanks so much. And it's been a pleasure too, Jesse. And as a lifelong... Um, listener to Radio New Zealand. I love your program and I love all the programs of Radio New Zealand. I listen to it all the time. Oh, that's so Thank lovely. You, Thank you. Nice to talk to you, Robin. Let's get you on again sometime. Thank you, mate. Bye-bye. Robin Smith, who is a collection of rugby league memorabilia.